Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiak, where we know everything, and so do you. All right. Well, hello, Zane. (laughs) Hello, Monica. (laughs) Hello. Can you hear me from all the way over there across the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. I hear you as though I'm looking at you. It's crazy. I watched this. I don't know if you've seen this video of like Oprah and Obama. They were they were doing an interview with each other, but it was all virtual with like a green screen. And they were like sitting across from each other on the couches. It was super trippy. Wait a minute. So they were actually in present with each other in the same space? Yeah, it was like a virtual reality type thing where they were literally, you could see them in the same room, but they weren't in the same room. Oh, I get it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I want to see that. That's <laughs> going to be the, the future. Mm-hmm. That's going to be how our podcasts are going to evolve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking. I was actually thinking about that the other day, even though I didn't see this video. I was picturing like giving a talk in front of like, you know, cause I teach my classes and things like that. And so I was imagining that in a virtual space that I'm, I'm standing right in front of a class and they are virtually in, you know, chairs in front of me and they're all seeing me from that perspective of that particular chair. So I would be able to see all their responses and make eye contact with them while I was talking. So I was just this like funny, quick vision came through at some point. Yeah. Well, but but I mean, especially because of the situation that we're in now, right? Like that we're we're in this everybody's got to be sequestered scenario. So we're really pushing, I think, to make that better. Mm-hmm. So, or how to be neat. how to normalize it in a way, and how to just keep a safe, sad distance from everyone. <laughs> but not make it sad. <laughs> that's the important part: is to still make it joyful. Mm-hmm. So gratitude. what are we going to talk about today, Zane? All right. Well, we got two topics. I'm excited about both of them. Um, We're going to talk about negative entity attachments because that's my video for today. And we're also going to take a look at some of your paintings, which I'm excited about and learn a little bit more about that process. How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the negative entity attachment video today uh, was just pretty much helping people understand because a lot of times I get this like question, like, why? Why do I have these? You know, what? Why me sort of thing? Like, what, why am I suffering with this? And uh, so really, I talk about three major reasons. And my favorite reason is the first one. And that is that you are super powerful. You, are, you have come here to do something amazing. You've come here to show the world your gifts. And you have all of this, uh, this purpose to be here. Um, and what often happens is, because of our childhood situations, our childhood traumas, or our, even our adult traumas or our abuse scenarios, or if we have a, an abusive spouse or a relationship, then, then it kind of gets in the way. Or, or we subscribe to the fear-based society structure, which is, you know, you got to make just enough money for yourself and you probably don't, you know, you're not going to be able to make it and, and you're going to be doing something you don't like to do. And so you go down these negative vibrational paths of, of being worried, fearful, frustrated, angry, all that sort of stuff. So, so you take this really powerful being you that, and you're attached or you're connected to the spirit world. So you're this powerful spiritual being, you could be doing these amazing things, but because you're in this lower vibrational situation or series of situations, then your frequency is, is tuning into lower vibrations. And so now here you are as this incredible conduit, incredible channel to the spirit world. And they look at you and go, who wants to go? (laughs) Right. Oh, okay. Nice and lower vibe. Okay. Send in the lower vibe entities. Mm -hmm. And so they come to you and they attach themselves to you and they, and they make you even more miserable. So, so that's kind of like the, the quick reason that why you're experiencing this, if you're experiencing, um, uh, negative entities, but, but beyond that then is, is you, you also look at them as being very powerful. So you see them as, you know, again, words are everything. So if you call them demons, 
then how powerful is one meekly, you know, normal human compared to a demon, right? Like there, that, that really has this connotation that you are essentially a slave to this situation. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, that just continues to perpetuate the experience. So you have to move into a state of recognizing the first thing that I was talking about, which is how powerful you are. And, and, and the real trick is to move into th- this new realization, this new understanding that they are actually weak. They are actually just there to actually cause you to move into a higher vibrational situation. That's the second reason that they're there. So they're, they are essentially helping you. It's this really back words way of helping you because most people think, oh my gosh, I'm being tortured by these things. They're, they are not helping me. But, but actually, they're, they're kicking you in the direction. They're pushing you along so that you make the changes in your life to, to make it so that they're not there anymore. And as a result, now you're back to your amazingly powerful you know, self and you can now actually commit to and accomplish your mission. So you're saying that negative entities are sort of like guides in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're asshole guides, right? They're like the guides that you don't really want. You'd rather have the high vibrational guides. You'd rather have the Pleiadians or the Arcturians or ascended masters or angels or whatever, but that, you know, they are essentially guides. I like that because actually, um, I mean, just to go back to one of my paintings, I actually did something like that where I used like the negative, like a negative fear based uh, element into the painting. And because I was channeling a friend's energy and I just came up with this idea of like, I feel that he's maybe struggling with something right now, but he's on the verge of breaking, breaking free. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you need that negative side in order to like awaken or in order to remember your oneness as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like really good to become aware of your negative entities. If you have a negative entity or at least something that's like more fearful within you or, uh, say, for example, like some sort of negative force. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the negative, you know, we we can talk about negative for an hour easily because it, for one thing, it is the opposite of positive, right? So you need that in order to experience positive. If there was no negative, then positive would just be. Mm-hmm. So that that contrast is is really important. And we could look at current events and say, oh, okay, well, everything's all screwed up. Mm-hmm. This is all very negative. That, you know, that, that a, that a, you know, somewhat, somewhat racist person became the leader of the, the, the United States. That's very negative. So, well, what does that do for us? It makes us go, wait a minute. What are we doing? Why were we allowing that sort of thing? Are we being racist? Can we change? Is there something better that we can be doing here? And so mm-hmm. that negative experience causes all kinds of possibility, all kinds of awakenings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just brings up more of your self-awareness of how aware you are of what's going on within you and also around you. And I feel like it's more, even more sh- stronger for that feeling of what's around you. Like, is it serving you? Is it not serving you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you an opportunity to look at yourself and the world with a new magnifying glass that maybe you were just, you know, not bothering with because everything's fine, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you need something bad, kind of really bad to happen to go, wait a minute, (laughs) maybe it isn't just fine. Maybe we should take a different approach or a different look. And so so, (laughs) I was just thinking like, what are some characteristics of negative entities but I think you're kind of going down that path right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's different for everyone. And that's what's really interesting about it. What I've really discovered is that just about any symptom could be from a negative entity. So that that doesn't help us because it doesn't go, oh, you've got that symptom. Well, then, you know, it's a negative entity. But But there are some things that kind of stand out. Certainly, you can feel this negative presence, this negative consciousness of, uh, and so that's a pretty good indicator. It's not always the case, though. You can still still have that even though you don't have a negative entity. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, it, you can it, you can have weird generated negative thoughts that, that don't co- totally sound like they're coming from your own head. Um, you know, the devil on your shoulder kind of thing. Uh, you can definitely experience that. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's one that's kind of like a movement. I get that a lot from people that are saying that they feel something crawling on the back of their neck or they feel something kind of moving around their body. So, you know, that starts to go, okay, so this is life comes from movement. We think of it that way. So, you know, maybe there is something to that too, but you know, but then people experience pain or they experience uh, middle of the night being woken up and not being able to get back to sleep. And, and um, some people feel like a sexual assault from a negative entity. And, and so they feel like they're, you know, they're being raped essentially. I mean, there's, there's so many different circumstances that they can get in the way. There was one person, my first person that I ever did a negative entity removal for, or maybe it wasn't my first, but my, one of my earliest was this woman who had been going to lots of different light workers. And she had said that, that it didn't work. Like they, she wasn't getting any positive results and she was pretty unhappy in life and so on. And when she came to me, I checked and she had a negative entity attachment. So I removed it. And as soon as I removed it, she was like, oh, my gosh, the voice in my head telling me that this energy session is not going to work is gone. And and then I was able to do a full energy healing session on it and she felt it completely. I helped her uh, learn how to love herself unconditionally because she had a blockage in her left or right brain on that. So when I was able to clear that blockage, then she experienced this unbelievable self-love experience and, and, you know, celebrated that for weeks and weeks afterwards. So Mm -hmm. that negative entity in her case was doing nothing more than blocking energy healing and saying it won't work, you know? And so yeah. that, that was it. And then, and it never came back. So it's, it can be completely different for everyone. So then what's uh, the difference between a negative entity and say like your ego voice? Cause you know, I definitely have that ego voice saying like, Oh, like you shouldn't do this or like, Oh, there's no way that this will work out. Um, just as an example. Well, right. Like, and that's where it gets tough. And one of the first things that I actually teach, teach people how to do is detect whether or not they have one because they can convince themselves that they have one and they don't, or they can convince themselves that they don't have one and they do. So there's a, there's just like a a trick to it. Essentially it's like a muscle testing kind of thing. So, or, or a pendulum, whatever you want to do. So that's my quick and easy way. Hey, do I actually have an entity or is it some other thing? But it's, it's interesting that you break that, bring that up because in class number two, I teach people about this ego voice that you're talking about. And mm-hmm. that it's actually, I, I, I call it it. And I, and I say that, explain it as it's a personification of your fear response system. So when you were younger, you had something happen to you that was really scary, really traumatic, you're abused, whatever. And so you had a fear response and that fear response system, we know it well, right? We know the body sensations that you experience from it. Maybe it's an adrenaline rush or whatever, and it kicks in and, and it takes over. So now you are, you know, running from the situation or crying or, you know, whatever type of reaction that you have to an extreme fear situation. And then you, what happens is you survive, right? Like you don't die from that. It feels like you're going to. And then what happens is the internal systems say, hey, that worked. So we know that this is a a way to survive this very scary situation. So now that thing, that personified fear response system gets a little bit larger. Like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm necessary. I'm important. I need to take over this person's life as much as possible. And the more and more negative situations that cause a fear response, the bigger and bigger and bigger it becomes. And it becomes so big for many people that they can't do, they can't think of anything other than what it's telling them. And it uses negative, lower vibrational reactions and responses to Mm -hmm. survive because that's what worked again, right? So it says things like, you you know, you, you should stay in bed today. 
you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't handle, you shouldn't talk to this person. You shouldn't do that. You're not good enough to do that. Well, I still want to go. I don't want to be in bed all day. Well, yeah, but you're not good enough. People will laugh at you. You know, these types of internal thoughts are coming because this thing is trying to protect you. And what's the safest place that you could possibly be in bed. So, you know, a lot of times when people are having uh, a very severe depression, this is what happens to them. They're just stuck in bed all day because that voice is there going, we have to survive. Safety is the most important. And here's where it's going to be. But it doesn't use that language. It uses a completely different language. You're an idiot. You aren't capable. You're never going to be able to get out of this bed. You are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so that's kind of I, I see that as a very separate thing, actually, from negative entity attachments. Interesting. Well, could it be um, like a pet? Well, how, how does a negative entity develop? Like, how does it come about? Does it, is it just randomly comes comes into you or there's is there like a life life force that that happens or like something that triggers it? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the way that it's best described is kind of like how I did a minute ago where I was saying that you are very powerful, but you're very low vibrational. And so mm-hmm. it's going to come as a result of all that. But there's also the the uh, um, contracts, uh, soul contracts, right? So you mm-hmm. are essentially signing up for everything that you experience in this life. You've already signed up for it. So right. you you had a thing that said, okay, well, if I don't have, if, I, if I'm not awakened enough or if I'm not doing what I need to my mission, then send the negative entities because that's really going to, you know, knock me out of this this situation. So you've essentially asked for them. And even though it sounds freaking terrible, like, no, I didn't ask for this, you know, this, yeah, but there's this version of you, this higher self, this soul version of you that looks at this life and this experience as just an experiment. It's just something fun to do. And it will be challenging. It will be terrible. It'll be beautiful. It'll be fantastic. It'll be everything, which is exactly what you signed up for. So from that perspective, a negative entity is just another experience that you get to have. Mm. Okay. So then if someone is struggling with a negative entity right now, um, is there anything that, that you would suggest for them to maybe like a checklist that they should make sure that it's a negative entity? Sure. Yeah. Like say if they don't have access to a pendulum or to a, a negative, like a, the, the muscle, muscle testing. Test. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you do the muscle testing. Um, yeah. Not really. I mean, I think that there for detecting it, um, you know, you can talk to the master. Uh, that's the way that I describe your your higher self or the, your guides or whatever. You can go, go into a meditative state and, and it doesn't take long, a minute or two, and then just simply ask a question like, hey, and oh, refer to yourself in the third person. You want to say, hey, does Monica have a negative entity attachment and then wait for an answer. See what happens. See what you feel. See what you hear. Sometimes it's a voice that just says, yep. (laughs) Sometimes it's a feeling like, oh gosh, yeah, I definitely feel that. Or uh, sometimes it's a visual. So you've got to be open to whatever you might see or experience. And then if you don't get an answer, then you wait for a moment. Maybe your mind starts to drift. So you just ask the question again. And then and, and see if you can get to it that way. Um, before we go on from there, there's a lot of things you can do. I want to step back for really quickly about that it thing that I was talking about. There's a really, really cool way to start to work on that if you have that problem. If you have this negative voice that's going at you all the time because it is trying to save you or protect you. Mm-hmm. And that is... There's another aspect of you the, that we haven't talked about, and that is the perfect being of light that you were born as. You came into this world wanting to love, be loved, and explore and experience. So that version of you is this beautiful, perfect being, and it's always there. It's never modified at all. So no matter how much it dominates your life, that perfect version of you remains completely unchanged. And so to recognize the difference between you versus it. So if you, and that's what I do is I say, all you have to do is every time you have a negative thought, you, you simply say, I, I know that this is it and it's not me. And mm-hmm. that's it. Just recognize that it is separate from you, right? 
So recognize that it is separate from you. And that is the way that you can essentially convince yourself that that it that is true. And so the true you is this perfect being of light, right? And so every time you have a in an opportunity to talk to or to to recognize a thought in your head, you can say, okay, so this thought is positive, it's pure, it's beautiful, it only wants the best, it only wants to thrive, it doesn't want to sit in bed all day, it wants the best for everyone, then that's how you know, okay, that's a you thought, that's a me thought, that's that perfect being of light. And the other one, of course, is the you should stay in bed all day, you're not good enough, you can't handle this, and that's your it thought. So again, just recognizing that you and it are two separate entities and not because a lot of times what we do is we beat ourselves up. We say, I, I am not good enough. I didn't think of the right thing. I didn't handle that. But that isn't you. <laughs> you are this perfect, pure being of light. That's really nice. I really like that you bring it out into like a really loving um, way of saying it. It's like a very nice energy. You know how like there's some people that, you know, say it a little bit more forcefully than you. Um, <laughs> right. Positive, positive affirmations is the way to go. But you're like really explaining it in a nice, simple way that like anyone can understand. And it's like really like it's even like raising my vibration just from hearing you say say all of that. Oh, beautiful. So I Thank you. to uh, acknowledge that. <laughs> Beautiful, wonderful. Oh, and uh, Eduardo, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. That is so cool. Thank you. It's like a wonderful tip that we get for doing this. This is the first time anybody's ever done that for us. So thank you, Eduardo. Beautiful. It's Eduardo is in the house. Oh, he is. <laughs> so it's like the first little tone that I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, actually in my uh, negative entity attachment class right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And then um, we do have, I, I'm curious because we're talking about negative entities, but someone just mentioned, is there a positive entity? Is that such a thing? Or is that just oh, like sure. your higher yeah. self guide? Yeah. It's like your guides or your higher self or, you know, it, and it's wonderful. The the positive entities are so, so much fun because they often come in with a name or a an association. Like mm -hmm. uh, one of my great friends has Athena as one of her guides. And oh. so, and she closes her eyes and she sees that this warrior woman, this beautiful, awesome warrior woman, like, oh, wow, I definitely want to listen to that person. <laughs> what do you have to say to me? <laughs> I'm ready. And she definitely challenges my friend. She challenges her to be this beautiful motherly figure, but at the, at the same time, also a powerful figure. So, so that's a great way to look at also the difference between a negative entity and a positive entity. They're giving you wonderful advice. They're helping you. They're giving you um, um, a, a, an ability to believe in yourself and to trust in yourself. Um, and, and then the negative entities are doing op obviously the exact opposite of that. So it's almost like how our previous podcast, uh, was about, um, where you just want to change the perspective about it. So it's just changing the perspective about this negative entity that it's really guiding you through to, to take you to the next step or to the next level or to the next, you know, path on your, on your soul mission here. Right. And so anytime you surround a, a, an experience that you do not want with negative emotions, you prolong it. So if you look at your negative entity attachment with fear and frustration and anger and, you know, all these lower vibrational emotions, then you continue to keep yourself at that lower frequency, which makes it very easy for the negative entity to stay attached to you. And so some people say, and I've kind of played with this and I don't totally like it. But some people say you have to love your entities, your negative entities. You have to love them. Mm. And, and that's close um, because the, the reason that it's close is you need to love all things, everything, everything mm. that exists because it's all you as a, your oneness. Right. But but at the same time, that almost says the kind of the opposite thing that we really want to get at, which is. I love you. Keep torturing me, you know? So it's, it's a little bit more of, okay, I accept 
that I have this entity. I, you know, I'm optimistic that I'm going to be able to get away from it. I'm excited about the day that it get, that it happens, or I'm excited to learn the lessons that it's trying to teach me, or or whatever. So, so again, it's not surrounding that, or and, and again, this can be for anything, anything that's happening in your life. If you surround it with lower vibrational frequency emotions, then you are going to just continue to prolong the experience. And so that's why I always teach people to walk up that um, emotional frequency chart, because mm-hmm. the more that you surround your experiences with higher vibrational frequencies, the the more amazing experiences you're going to have <laughs> that you're going to be able to surround with higher vibrational frequencies. And it just kind of keeps going up. Yeah. So then um, can you explain a little bit more about your about your program with negative entities? Sure. Yeah. Like usually what happens, it's a seven week program. And Mm -hmm. usually within the first week or two, people who have maybe even had entities their entire lives, uh, usually they're gone within the first couple of weeks. But Mm -hmm. the thing is that, you know, they can go, people like that who really have uh, difficult, persistent entities, they can go to the most powerful light workers in the world, the most amazing shamans, and they can have those entities removed and it'll work. And it'll work fine for a little while, sometimes a week, sometimes a day, sometimes an hour, and then they come back. And so the, you know, it's that whole 3D approach, right? You go, I'm sick. I have to go to a doctor in order for the doctor to heal me. So they think, oh, I've got an entity. I have to go to a healer to have them remove the entity. And that works for many people. But if you have those lower vibrational frequencies in your field, then you're just going to attract them back to you again. So that's the, that's the, the, the main issue there. So can you, oh yeah. So then, so, so the rest of the class is, is all about teaching people how to move out of that lower vibrational frequency. Mm -hmm. So, and, and what's happening is I'm constantly helping keep the entities away while they go through this process. That's the main difference is that when they, again, go to somebody else, it's gone for an hour or two, and then it's back or maybe a week. But you need kind of that relief so that you can finally start to go, okay, these are the things that I need to address in myself. And then by the time it's all done, it's, you know, the seven seven weeks, most people are like, oh my gosh, I totally even forgot that I had negative entity attachments. It's not even a factor anymore. They're They're kind of a joke. And so now they've turned and they've focused instead on all these things that they want to do to help make their lives better. And so now they get excited about rather than be miserable about how my life is so screwed up for this, they're excited about what their lives could be. And that's where we end up focusing at the at the end of the class. It's it we help them figure out what their life mission is, and they and they you know have this all new approach and and happiness about life. So that's the kind of the, the nutshell version of of the seven weeks. Mm-hmm. No, it's a great transformation, and it's like it sounds like it's a support group too. So like you start off with removing it and then you you don't like just okay now you're done so leave me (laughs) (laughs) right but you're gonna stick around for five more weeks and we're gonna work through and like give you a like a purpose or this transformation that 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 you're gonna go through right them free right after the negative entity because it always you have like um even when i did ayahuasca i think i was like depressed for like two months after just because like it was such a high vibration like such a such a good release that it just felt like a huge breakup and i feel like maybe if i've stayed there for a little bit longer like it would have maybe been a little bit um like a more graceful departure versus like okay the retreat is done after eight days uh see ya bye (laughs) (laughs) right yeah exactly yeah oh and and thank you to lisa marie uh for another super chat wow two two in the same day thank you so much lisa lisa was also a part of one of my past courses so thank you so much so it seems like we have a lot of listeners that have been in your course. So if anyone wants to drop a comment of what you most benefited from his course, I would love to hear it because I don't have a negative entity to join the course. <laughs> right. Well, and okay. So two more thoughts. One is <laughs> these folks that are in this class uh, are are in it for life. So mm-hmm. they can continue to go to it. And what often happens is the course, yes, you 
it, it's at the very beginning, it's about negative entities, but after that, it's not anymore, right? Like people forget that they're even in a negative entity class. They're in a, you know, a life trajectory class. So what's really cool is they can retake it again with their focus or their intention on another issue. Oh, I, you know, I have this very difficult relationship with my mom. So I want to take the course with that in mind and, and improve my own resiliency or able to handle her difficult problems or whatever. And then they go through it again and now they improve the relationship with their mom or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a negative entity course, but a lot more than that really. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I like that. I mean, I'm ready to sign up, but <laughs> 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 benefit too too much from it <laughs> <laughs> right yeah you don't want to get too much benefit what we'll, uh, we'll just keep doing this podcast and i'll just learn more about it right <laughs> that sounds <laughs> well, good I'll little freebies yeah, yeah. <laughs> little activations that you're going to be doing <laughs> right right yeah yeah because the activations are big because what we're doing is we've got to raise the vibration of the individual so it's really important that they get this, like every week they get a half an hour of activations that really make a big difference. And these are like big, long experiences. And then there's a, there's a recovery period to it. Like there's a, there's a high energy hangover, they call it. So they mm-hmm. can go through 24 to 48 hours of feeling extra tired and, and because they're integrating all of this, all of this change. And so it actually, it, it, it synchronizes really nicely because I'm teaching you how to have a new viewpoint on life. At the same time, you're receiving all this energy. It's raising your energetic vibration. So it makes it a little bit easier to have that hot, that better viewpoint on life. So mm-hmm. they're, they're working in concert. Like, oh, I feel a little bit down today. Oh, it's class day. Okay, I'm going to get the energy boost from, from Zane. Okay, great. Now it's a little bit easier for me to work on this. Then in the middle of the week, they're like, okay, well, I could feel myself thinking negative thoughts. So I'm going to, you know, practice walking up the chart. And so I, they do that. And then they they raise their energetic vibration at the same time. So they're both, they're doing both at the same time to really make a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So good. I All right. Feel, oh, someone just said, I feel more better. <laughs> I feel more better. Uh, Eduardo. <laughs> Eduardo's awesome. He um, is a semi driver and, and so he will attend the classes in his semi so you will see you know everything bouncing around as he's going through oh my gosh that's dedication it is it's amazing yeah that's a great way to raise your vibration while you're driving i'm usually always like listening to like very upbeat music so i'm like dancing in the car Mm -hmm. i like i like try to listen to podcasts but it's very hard i feel like i'm like, I feel like sometimes, or at least the ones that I pick, they might be lowering my vibration versus like the music is like, like taking me to a next level. Right. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, you know, like uh, documentaries, they can be so miserable. <laughs> so many documentaries are all the things that are wrong. And and that will lower your vibration. I'm sorry. You know, if you look at it and you look at it with frustration or disappointment or whatever those lower vibrational emotions are, that's going to contribute to that. So I actually avoid most of those negative, morose um, uh documentaries and i'd much rather watch the super positive ones like the secret or yeah there's been a couple of really cool ones uh there's another one that was like 2012 a time for change which is obviously quite old because it was made in like 2010 or 2011 but it was like a whole sequence of things that were happening that are happening in the world that were really encouraging and exciting so i highly recommend watching documentaries that have that positive message I also even like, I mean, one of my favorite, favorite movies is actually like The Dark Knight because he like uses his fear to overcome all of these different obstacles. He he, like embodies it and like uses it to his advantage to like help, you know, Gotham City. So I always like even just like cartoons or those type of movies, like thrillers that have those hidden messages. I think Inception has like one of those too. Um, So like... I don't know. I guess I like to dive into the the lower vibration ones. <laughs> yeah. 
find a little hidden message in them. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the Marvel movies like Dr. Strange is a perfect one because it's, you know, it's taking Mr. Science guy and turning him into a spiritual person, which is yeah. a great transformation. There's a lot, there's getting to be more and more of that sort of thing. It's just like, I, I think I've talked about this in a past episode. A friend of mine was writing a nonfiction book, presented it to an, an editor, not an editor, but a, an agent and said, hey, can you help me sell this book? And they read it and they said, it's really good. Um, but unfortunately, because it's not spiritual, it's probably not going to sell. And she's like, what? You know, oh, it's because spiritual nonfiction is what's really selling right now, which really tells you something amazing about uh, the transformation that's happening. Yeah, everybody's looking to improve themselves or work on themselves. Or curious. I had one of my followers too on Instagram post like, oh, is there any like good self-help books around? She just like read her first one and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's lots. <laughs> one of my favorite go-to ones is The Alchemist. I, yeah. I think I've read it like five times and I feel like every time I read it, there's like a new message that, that comes through from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great too because um, having that's a fiction book, right? So there's not a lot of fiction that is um, actually high vibrational yet. And that's why I write the comic book because I know that there's not a lot out there and I wanted to contribute to it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm starting to do that also with my, with my paintings, just putting energy into them. So that way it's not just a piece of art that you're looking at, but you're also, you know, feeling an emotion or feel or raising your vibration to feel calmer or to be more grounded as you're looking at them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'm excited to do that. So why don't we take a look at some of your paintings and you can tell us a little bit about what you're doing and all that. Yeah, ready? of course. Am all I right. ready? Okay. <laughs> now, so for people that are watching, um, you know, or listening to a podcast, unfortunately, you can't see what we're looking at right now, but they can go somewhere and see that, right? Yeah, you can go on my Instagram. It's Island Awakening. Uh, that's where I'll just show like my day-to-day -day process of how I make them and then then posting photos like this one um, on my website, which is which you can see, monicacupiak.com. It's where you can also purchase a custom one or even just look through my gallery. I have a couple photos on there. Cool. I just started to share on Facebook. So if you feel called to add me, feel free to add me. Mm -hmm. um, but this photo right here is, um, I actually was a photographer first, or I still am a photographer. So I like to take photos of the ocean. And one of my favorite styles is doing like a slow shutter uh, photo where like the ocean is smooth. So one of these photo was taken with my GoPro. I was just swimming in the ocean in the Waimea Bay. Um, if you don't know already, I live in Hawaii. Um, so Waimea Bay is usually very known for, you know, it's really crystal clear oceans when the waves aren't big. So on one of these days, I wanted to replicate of how it felt to be in that water, just very calm, very soothing. And yeah. so I developed that style from photography and I incorporated it into my paintings. Right. And you keep saying this is a photo, but this is not a photo. This is a painting. Oh, yeah. So this one's a painting, but I'm like envisioning the, the photo that I took in the painting that I, <laughs> right. I did. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. We just got a comment. I love that it's round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of, this is also like a popular style. So this is actually painted on wood. Um, so first I had it sanded and then I just applied the oil paint on it. Um, so with that style of me liking um, this like slow shutter style, one of my friends actually took a photo of this other beach and he sent it to me and he's like, I would love to see this as a painting or just get, or he gave me an idea to make a new painting. So that's this one right here. Um, this one is called as it turns because uh, you could see the wave turning and also his username used to be called as it turns. So I thought it'd be a nice way to just remember him uh, through this painting. Nice. And okay. So why don't you step back for a second and say, why is it that you decided to start painting? Yeah. Um, so I started painting because I kept hearing a voice in my head that said, <laughs> and I ignored it for, I don't even know where the screen is for you. Oh, <laughs> I kept ignoring it for two years because I had so many things going 
on in my life. Like I was, you know, I had a job, full-time job. I was doing photography. I was doing Reiki and yoga. I was like, I don't have time to paint. But this voice just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to buy a paint set and just see, <laughs> see what happens. I never painted before in my life other than like maybe in sixth grade in like art art class, like a mandatory art class. I was pretty creative, though, because I ran a summer uh, arts and crafts in a summer camp growing up. So I did that for maybe five or six years and but never painted like painting wasn't a thing for us. There it was always like making bead animals or friendship bracelets or just like. Right, right. Yeah. Just something like little crafts. Mm-hmm. And after I kept hearing this voice, I started with one painting and I stuck at drawing. So I thought, you know what, let's try to do a wave. It's only like a weird little motion. Um, you know, like one of those, like, you know, motion type things. Uh So I just dabbled with it, but I really liked the connection that I was getting with the paint and like me actually like sitting down, focusing on, on this canvas and, and picking out the colors and how to, how to blend the colors. And after I finished that first painting, I was like, you know what, there's something to this. I'm like, I feel much calmer. I feel better. Let's keep exploring this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then so that was a year and a half ago that I started. And then in April of this year, I lost my job because of COVID and time presented itself for me. So I had all this time and I had no excuses of like, okay, I can't paint now. Right. Wait, you really can. <laughs> I p- painted literally maybe every single day. I yeah just intuitively just asking like oh like what should I paint today what should I do what should I try and then sometimes I was looking at YouTube videos just to get a little bit more details or how how a wave forms I was watching many many surfing videos on YouTube just to see how waves were crashing like the big ones just to get a different eye and that actually just made me appreciate the ocean even more i was looking at the little details of of the water of how it was moving how how the sound was making me feel so painting kind of just opened me up in a different realm in a way and in august i actually did a meditation to the andromedan galaxy um, I was listening to a guided one and I just felt this really beautiful energy there. It was the first time I've heard about the Andromedans. Uh, first time I went to that galaxy, at least in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just so drawn about the pink oceans. So when I was there, I, or at least when I woke up, I was like, I want to paint something. I want to paint something to remember that feeling that I was there. So I dabbled into my first oil painting. Oil painting is a lot harder because there's different layers that you have to do um, because it has to dry before you can apply more. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show you this next photo of the, I called it the gateway. And it's the gateway to the Andromedan galaxy. Amazing. So this represents just entering into your true self, you know, letting go the old and really welcoming the new here. Um, Okay. And so how big is this painting? This one is 16 by 20 inches. Okay. So it's not too big. Um, It took me two weeks to make it. And during this whole thing, like I just kept calling in the Andromedans and I kept listening more into my intuition and, it was really spectacular to just sit down and just be present with something and just to see how it evolved. Um, on my Instagram, I have a couple of videos of how it ha- was transformed. So you can see like a time-lapse of when it started and then the different layers of how it changed shapes and colors. Neat. Yeah. And, and this is the one where I, where I said, is this relief mapped? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Because uh, at the top, it feels like it's sticking out. It's coming toward us. Is that right? Yeah. So there is a little bit of texture, texture there, but I think it's mainly the depth that makes it feel like it's a crashing wave. Mm-hmm. So this is also one of my favorite beaches on the North shore of Oahu. It's called Keiki beach. Um, <laughs> oh, darn. I thought you were going to say, this is one of my favorite beaches on andromeda <laughs> right <laughs> like i was really like oh this is so cool so you've seen multiple beaches on andromeda 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just a local over there, observing um, <laughs> the ocean on that side of the planet. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I actually supposedly have a past life in Andromeda as well. I have Andromedan um, um, and Arcturian and Hathor. Yeah, we actually talked about this, that we've had a life together in the Andromedan. Okay, I already forgot. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You said yeah. that I was the commander and then you were you were my little helper or something like that. No, no, I was the ship captain, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. You were like one step below me. That's right. But uh, yeah, so then this one, I actually made it a print so you can get it in different forms. So you oh, can cool. get metal print of it or you could get a glass print i have uh i have a couple wood prints of it and the paper prints and this one so that way in case you don't want to purchase the big original one i have replicas of it just because i feel like everyone should be able to experience something or have if they gravitate towards it then they can have it in their home as a reminder of absolutely their true self um, actually one of my most popular ones now are actually like custom orders of a wave. So if say you're wanting to have some sort of emotion, I can put that emotion into this wave and have you, you know, feel more calmer or feel more energized. And it's also highly textured or whatever that word is that you like to use. <laughs> relief mapped. <laughs> relief mapped. Yeah. 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 Like a relief map. Remember like where the mountains stick out and the, and the, the depths of the ocean sink in. <laughs> yeah. You're silly. Uh, <laughs> using all these different words, but um, the textured ones, I have a lot of fun with making. Um, and then a new form that I'm making now is actually energy portraits. So this is an abstract of my friend. I tried to draw him like with a charcoal, with a charcoal crayon, but it didn't really work out. So then my intuition guided me to just start using colors to bring out his personality. And I just kept playing it daily with, oh, asking my intuition what colors, asking and tuning into his energy to see what he's going through. And eventually when I showed him it uh, and I showed him the explanation of it, of how it's a symbolism that you need your dark side, you need your shadow self in order to really bring out your personality Mm. and just bringing out the elements of nature. So one of our, volcanoes explode on the big island in december so all of this orange and the reds is kind of like a symbolism of really having your release of welcoming this new earth and so that way you can you know break out of your mold or um there's also when lava is formed like hardened lava um you have or like the lava rock then you have little plants that start to grow out of that lava this painting is that symbolism of like you're going to break through to in order to start your new life in order to regrow Mm -hmm. what do you see in this painting well i saw i had chills when it when when you really focused on it so Mm -hmm. there's something energetically awesome about it that that's for sure i almost see like like the uh there's like a figure, there's like a form, the, the black on the, the right a little bit almost has like arms and legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I kept looking at it, it kind of looks like one of those like transformers. I, yeah, <laughs> I did think of like a, a, some sort of robotic character. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. And anyone else that's viewing along, if you want to say what you see in this painting, it's actually one of my favorites now. Yeah, it's um, cool. And then I have a new order too of this other client that wants one of my energy portraits. So it's pretty interesting how, you know, you just listen to your intuition yeah. and you see what comes through. Yeah. And what you get excited about, right? Mm-hmm. Is this the last one? Is there more? That's the last one. Okay. Sure. I'm going to make it go away. Oh no. <laughs> I made it go away. Sorry. Um, <laughs> This is really cool. I'm really glad that you showed us this. And uh, the, there's a big one that you're working on right now, which is really sounds really exciting. And I can't wait to see that one when it's done. Yeah, is it, is it about, another ocean scene? Yeah, it's another ocean scene. It's about five feet by nine feet or something like that. So yeah. it's like a full wall. 
and it was really stormy in Hawaii lately. So I usually paint outside. So I had my whole setup outside and then I was like, oops, I think <laughs> I have to bring it inside. <laughs> Is it on <laughs> canvas? I, it's like an unstretched canvas. So okay. it's a roll. Um, so when I ship it to uh, my client in Chicago, um, they actually own a spa. So the water element uh, works out with, with it. Right. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, putting nice energy into it all to help the people that are going into there, going into that spa. Yeah, we got we got a nice comment. Those are awesome. Thanks for sharing. Thank yeah. you, Laura. And then I I was kind of looking back through to see if we missed anything, and I did have another question that came through from Christina. Do you know how, or do you know any positive entities that can help me with reading the charts better? And I'm not totally, uh, 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 why can't I say the word? I'm not totally sure (laughs) what kind of charts you're talking about, because first of all, I think of the emotional frequency chart, like I talk about all the time, or you could be talking about astrology charts. So if you're still here, I would love to get that clarification, but But when it comes to positive entities, they're all around you. They are with you all the time. And it's just a matter of tapping into them, allowing yourself to believe and to know that they are there, giving them an opportunity to speak because our minds are constantly going, rattling around. So going into that meditative state and talking to them. Now, you know, meditation is very difficult for most people. It's And it isn't just about, clearing the mind and having a thoughtless mind. That's actually very difficult and very advanced. One of the easiest ways is to actually talk as though you're talking to some other being. And like I explained it a little bit earlier, but also it's about listening. So when you ask the question of this being, then you wait for the answer. You don't you know, have thoughts that where you're trying to answer the question yourself. It's just like if Monica asked me a question and then instead of allowing me to respond, she just started blurting stuff out. Like that doesn't make any sense. You've got to ask the question and then wait for the response. And it might take a little bit longer than if you were just talking to me, but it's still the same kind of concept. And, and that's what the other thing, again, is it, really important is to refer to yourself in the third person. It comes through better because you put yourself in an observational state rather than in a please talk to me state like you go into this. Oh, OK, well, I know something about Christina. And and so it, sometimes it'll even come through your voice or your thought voice. Mm-hmm. So there's some thoughts on that. The price charts. She just clarified the price charts. I don't even know what that means exactly. What's a, what does she mean by a price chart? Do you know? I don't know. I'm okay. Not sure. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll find out. She's still here. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Were there any other questions that we didn't answer that we should? There was a, I don't know this one, but it was when you were talking about the negative entities, Robert McKean said, what are your thoughts on succubus? Oh, the succubi or succubus. What is that? Um, so it's a it's a type of entity, um, and it's it's in classic mythology. It is, um, you know, like when I was talking about demons, that that's probably what made him say that. Um, that is generally depicted as a female, um, uh, very focused on sexuality. And usually tries to lure men into thinking that, you know, oh, this is going to be a great sexual experience. And then, ha ha, twisteroo, it turns out that it's a demon and now your soul is belongs to the succubus or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I look at that just in the same way as I look at anything else. If any of the other negative entities, if you give them power, if you say, oh, no, you know, succubi, that's the, um, the scariest possible thing. And if I've got one, then, oh, no, then you put yourself in the position of being dominated by this entity. But if you look at it like, yeah, sucky what, you know, and, and just I'm not worried about this. I, I, I am way more powerful than that thing could ever be. Then you you put yourself in a position of not being dominated you you begin the process of removing it because you don't believe that it has any power over you and really all they can do is make you feel 
they can make you feel afraid. They can make you feel worried. They can make you feel angry, frustrated, right? Right. The only thing they can really do is make you feel things. They can't really do anything outside of that. And so when you have, have take domain over what you feel, again, by using the emotional frequency chart process or by using the activations or whatever, or just by deciding like, hey, I'm not going to feel this way anymore, whatever works for you, then the, the less and less power they have over you. So John King said, suck me what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's something that I said. <laughs> Can an entity jump from a client or a healer during a healing session and why so? Sure. You know, again, it's the same sort of thing. If you are in a lower vibrational state at the time, if you are generally in a lower vibrational state and you're providing amazing high vibrational energy to the, your your client, then all of a sudden the entity goes, uh oh, you know, I don't have anything to latch onto anymore. Where am I going? Oh, there's somebody um, mm -hmm. and it might latch onto you depending on your state, it might be very easy for you to get rid of it um, because it's really not that big of a deal when you aren't burdened throughout your entire life with misery and, and horrible things that have happened to you or whatever. So then, you know, then you go listen to one of my activations, the, the negative entity removal activation just on YouTube, and then you'll get rid of it and you won't have to worry about it anymore. So I'm curious. So like when you remove a negative entity, what happens to that entity? Like, does it dissolve? Does it disappear? Or does it return back to its source? And then it just reciprocates back to another person. I think that might be what she was saying about jumping. Or at least that's what's come up to me because I don't really know what happens to a negative entity. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Really, like that's the thing that's really important is that the more that we focus on all the, th you know, all the details, the more power we give the details. So mm -hmm. it's gone. It's away from that person. Don't really care. Um, if it comes back, it's not the entity, it's the person. So we focus on helping the individual get over that because sure, maybe I send it to the light, but there's going to be another one that just comes right back and gives them problems. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's, it's not about the entity. It's about the individual. Got it. Okay. That, that clarifies a lot. It's really just working on their well-being versus the actual entity itself. Yeah. Again, I think we focus too much on the wrong things. A lot of times uh, we focus on what kind of entity is it and where, yeah. you know, is it, is it green and is it spiny and, you know, ugh, none of that matters. It's, you know, it's, it's inconsequential. Yeah, just like, you know, looking into the various different types of or doing all your research about entities, it's kind of like you're getting sucked into the whole ego trap or the it trap of like, oh, well, I have this or I have that. But essentially, it's like, well, what is it inside me that I need to work on in order to release it? Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And, and, you know, it's the same thing too, where people want to know, like I get interviewed sometimes on podcasts or whatever, and they go, tell us all about the Hathors, you know, because I'm so Hathor focused. Right. It's like, well, I don't really know that much about the Hathors because anytime I try to get information from them, they usually say things like, this doesn't matter at all. Like what you're doing is way more important, How, helping people and helping them get it over their problems and issues. This is just a label and you're spend, you don't want to spend your time on this because it takes you down the wrong path. So mm -hmm. I, I, I generally try to go, you know, let's not focus on those details. The, the things that we should focus on is, is healing ourselves and believing in ourselves and being these incredible beings of light. And then when we die, it will all understand all this stuff. But right now that's just a distraction from getting you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like the last comment we just got. There you go. Absolutely. John King focus okay. on the message and not the messengers. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time. Uh, let's see. Let's see what this one is real quick. Do negative entities reproduce or appear by themselves or do people make them by focusing on the wrong things? Uh, again, this is kind of getting in the detail muck. Um, it doesn't really matter. The, you know, one, on one hand, do people make them by focusing on the wrong things? Sort of, you know, like it's like you invite them. 
um, uh, is the way that I would better describe that. And of course, as we talked about earlier, it is part of your soul contract that you're supposed to experience them. So yeah, <laughs> you made them. Then we could go all the way back and say, you are source. We are all source. You've made everything that exists, including negative entities. So you sure, so you made them as part of this experience, as part of this limited human experience that we have chosen to, to launch into, to experience. And so, it, you know, you made the clouds and you made the trees and you made all the, the planets and everything. Mm -hmm. And reproduce, don't really care. Um, do they appear by themselves? Um, yeah, the, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't care, <laughs> really. I'm sorry, Marinka, but it's not really that important. Um, what's more important, again, is the individual and how, how they handle whatever it is that's presented to them. Well, who is that? Aya wants to say hi. <laughs> yeah, I heard her too. So even podcasters will hear the, the cat's meow. <laughs> She's like, I need some attention now. <laughs> right. Well, how about attention from lots of people? Lots of people at the same time. This is Aya. So she, we tried very, or I tried various different names for her, but she looked up when I said Aya. So she's yeah. a reminder of my true self of my experience during ayahuasca <laughs> right she is the spirit of ayahuasca that's beautiful is that right Aya? Yeah. <laughs> all right well you know what with that it's been an hour already thanks to everybody for tuning in and for asking your questions and thanks for those who gave us those little super chats that was awesome and we look forward yeah. to next week thank you everyone and thank you zane yeah. Thank you, Monica. Thanks for showing us your beautiful paintings. Thank you for sharing about negative entities. <laughs> All right. We got so much thanks and gratitude. Bye, everybody. Aloha.